0: What's up, everyone? My name is B, and you are listening to the Brand Eye podcast. This podcast talks about navigating our 20-somethings, the good, the bad, and the ugly parts of our journeys, and learning to embrace every part of your story, because your life is your brand, and so many people would benefit from just seeing you live authentically. No one has all of the answers. We're all trying to figure it out. When I was in grad school, I remember one of my very first classes, I struggled. I really struggled. It was hard for me. I went to office hours, and I still didn't get it. I got outside tutoring. I still didn't get it. I honestly just did not get it, and I couldn't pick up on the material. And it was really embarrassing to me because a lot of people in my class they seem to have gotten it. They seemed to have understood what was going on. And then I felt like once again, I am the dumbest person in the room. But I remember challenging myself because at first, every time the professor would ask a question, I would let others answer. Because I embarrassed, my one, I embarrassed myself one time trying to answer the question and I was way off. But then I realized when I would let others answer and stay silent just to protect myself and my pride and my dignity, then usually people would give the right answer and I had no idea where that answer came from. I couldn't even begin to work through it. And the professor would assume that since no one else spoke up or they didn't ask questions, then he could move on. And it was a really short and condensed semester. So I didn't really have time to wait a week or anything. Um, It was just very, very intense. So I started answering questions. Even when I didn't know the answer, I wasn't sure of the answer. I would still try to answer. I put myself out there. And I was usually always wrong. But I was able to later understand why we got to that answer or how that answer came to be. So it really helped me and I felt embarrassed every single time, but I had to really push past that feeling of embarrassment and shame and do what I knew would be best for me and would help me succeed in the class. And sometimes I would even see some people smirking or, you know, that face that people make um, where it was like. Uh, why would where did she get that answer from? And sometimes a professor would be like, No, Brandy, where did you get that answer from? But I remember being in his office hours and I was just stuck. I didn't know what else to do and I felt like I was going to fail. And I even told him, This makes me wonder if I'm even meant to be here, if I even deserve to be here. And he stopped me right there and said, First, let's get that out of your mind because You got into this program. This is one of the best programs and you got in and they saw something in you. So you need to walk in that. You need to own that and you need to believe that or else you really won't do well in this program. And then he told me, keep doing what you're doing because by you putting yourself out there and participating in class and asking questions, not only are you helping other people, who are afraid to ask the same questions you may have, but you're helping yourself. So I know it's tough, but you're doing better than you think. And then I responded, well, I'm not good at math. And he laughed and said, well, one, you're not doing math really. And two, don't tell me what you're not good at because you're here and you're doing fairly well. So I left his office hours feeling on top of the world on top of the world, and I just felt energized, I felt encouraged, and I felt that I really did belong there. Fast forward a week or two, it came time for the final project and the final exam. I failed the final exam, and it was so bad that even on one of the sections, the response was, I don't even know where you got this answer from. (laughs) And I I had shown how I got that answer still, the grader did not understand. And then I think I didn't do so hot on, the yeah, I don't think I did very well on the final project, but it was just fascinating because, you know, I thought that I had been doing a lot better and I just knew that this conversation with this professor would change everything and I would finally feel worthy. And it was even more embarrassing for me because the grader was someone that I wanted to connect with because, um, He had expertise in the field I was really interested in. So not only did he say, I don't understand where you got this from, but then I'm like, oh my goodness, there goes my hopes and all of my dreams of ever getting to where I want to get because the person who can help me get there probably sees me as an embarrassment to this program. But everyone around me seemed to do really well. And, you know, I have people in my cohort who are like, oh, I just did so poorly, I got a 92. That's just so embarrassing. And here I am, someone who failed. And I just sat quietly. But that experience led to me wondering. Throughout my whole grad school program, I wondered and questioned whether I really belonged there. I felt a strong sense of imposter syndrome. I felt left out because I couldn't really identify with people around me. Here I am coming from an undergraduate program that was not really a research institute, it wasn't really well known to going to the top grad school program in the country for my field of study. And I'm interacting with people in my cohort who were the top of their classes since preschool. They had all of these amazing achievements. They were just intelligent. They're so smart. And they went to wonderful universities. They had wonderful experience on their resume. They studied abroad and none of that was... I made Dean's List in undergrad, which I was really proud of. But all in all, none of that was me. And I just knew that it was time to start looking for jobs at the end of the program. And I was stressed because I was struggling and everyone was doing so well. They all were getting A's effortlessly. I know they were trying, but... For a lot of them, it was like, oh, I could sleep through this program. And me, I had to work. I had to work very hard. It was not easy. And I remember thinking, I'm going to be that person who does not end up with a job because what value do I bring? I didn't feel that I brought any value to the program or built relationships where I was able to show my experience or share my skill set. So I just felt like, uh, overlooked and embarrassed and like I should have just kept my mouth shut. And so at the end of the program, I'll never forget this professor, the one that, um, was teaching the class that I mentioned earlier where I failed his final exam. He reached out one day and shared a job with me and said, I know that they're hiring and I know the person hiring. If you're interested, let me know. Yeah. That meant so much. I I had no idea why this man was reaching out to me. And in my head, I'm like, wait a minute, I failed his final exam. I did not do well in his class. Like this is, it doesn't make sense. And I was thinking this must be a mistake, or maybe he sent this to everyone. And I found out that he didn't send it to any other students. And it wasn't a mistake, it was meant for me. And so I'm racking my brain trying to figure out why would this man consider me and even recommend me for a job? Put his name on the line for someone who did not know what she was doing in his course and did not do well at all. And I was talking to one of my mentors explaining like, you know, I don't understand because, you know, there, there are just so many other people in this program that did so well. There were so many stars and he came to me. And my mentor shared that it was because I, ch- I chose to keep showing up. I kept showing up despite the insecurities or the lack of confidence. I kept showing up despite the fact that I did not think that I could do it. I kept showing up. And as a professor, seeing a student that's willing to keep showing up and put themselves out there and answer questions when they're unsure of themselves and they're not sure that it's the right, the right answer, it's so much more valuable than the grade that you walk away with that hit me because I had been so focused. I was hyper-focused on getting an A on the final exam or the fact that I had failed the final exam. I was so hyper-focused on the final project and just doing well. And when that professor gave me that talk at the beginning of the semester, I assumed that doing well meant you're going to be fine because you're going to get an A. In high school, I wasn't a great student. In college, I decided to prove to myself that if I applied myself, I could get any grade I wanted. So I did really well in undergrad. So it was really hard for me in grad school, applying myself in every single way possible and walking away with an embarrassment of a grade. I carried that shame with me throughout my time in the program. I allowed that shame to fester. I allowed it to grow. I allowed it to impact me in numerous ways. I allowed it to mess with my confidence. And while I'm sitting here beating myself up, there's somebody who saw value in my journey. I didn't pay attention to the journey. I paid attention to the end result. And because I didn't pay attention to the journey, I missed the value and the lesson that came from that that journey and that what came from that process was keep showing up keep showing up no matter what no matter how much you feel like a failure or no matter how much you think that you can't do it no matter no matter how many times you fail you keep showing up i didn't feel like i belonged in that program but the fact of the matter is i was there even if they made a mistake i was there for a reason and A lot of the time, a good majority of the time, I was so afraid and I was so ashamed that I didn't embrace the journey as much as I could have. Time flew by. I finally got that diploma. That was the ultimate goal. But by only focusing on that ultimate goal, I missed out on so many other beautiful experiences. So that's what we're going to talk about today is continuing to show up, continuing to show up for yourself, for your dreams, for your family, for those around you, show up in relationships, show up in every sense of the, in the word, of the word, just keep showing up. Last episode, I talked about implementing love languages in relationship with self. And while recording that episode, and even after recording it, and during the planning process, I was so excited. I felt amped up I felt a rush of adrenaline and I felt an overwhelming commitment and desire to commit to showing up for myself, to loving myself, to implementing that my love language in my relationship with self so that I could be better, so that I could get back on track in places where I got off track. And then that passion started to dissipate. It started to die down and I didn't understand what was going on. Because for me, if I don't have that fiery feeling every single time, then that means it's not meant to be. That's the way that my mind will process things. But that's not the truth. And I've had to learn that. That's something that I'm learning is just because it doesn't feel like it felt in the honeymoon stages, the beginning stages, doesn't mean it's not meant to be. It just means that I need to keep showing up. I need to keep showing up for myself Even when I don't want to, I don't want to go to the gym half the time, but I show up for myself because I know it's important to my health. I know the benefits of what it does for me. And just because I failed at a workout or just because one workout didn't go the way I wanted it to, or I'm not where I wanted to be does not mean that I'm supposed to stop showing up because that's not loving myself. And then the end goal for me, I'm learning. It should have been to learn, to grow. Because unfortunately, unfortunately for the perfectionist in me, I can't be perfect at everything and I can't get everything right right away, but I can keep showing up. And that's what to that professor made me stand out was not the accolades that I came into the classroom with, not the words that I could use, not my ability to pick up on what he was teaching, rather my ability to persevere and keep showing up. And while he saw that value in me, I didn't see that value in myself. And when you don't see that value, when you don't acknowledge certain things in your life that are beneficial, then you lose sight. And then you continue to carry shame, non-existent shame, fictitious shame. You carry that with you and you're being weighed down by things that don't even matter. So that's why it's important to keep showing up and take pride in showing up. It's okay to not have the answers. A lot of people think that leadership means having all of the answers. Leadership means being able to ask questions, being able to be vulnerable, transparent, showing humility. That's what leadership is. Self-love is giving yourself the utmost love and respect, giving yourself the space and opportunity to grow. So if you're someone who has set goals for 2022 and you're reflecting because we only have a couple more weeks left in this year, 2022, and you think, I didn't meet the goals that I set. I didn't grow in the way that I wanted to. I didn't get what I wanted to get done. I failed. Get rid of that thinking because you kept showing up. And unfortunately, we can't always predict what's going to happen in life. We can't always predict that we might fail or that things may not work out in the way that we planned, but that doesn't mean that we turn around and go back to where we came from. It means that we either sit still and wait, wait for the new answer to come, wait for another path to clear, or we keep pushing forward. And the more that we show up for ourselves and the more that we tend to our needs and practice self-love and utilize our love languages in our relationship with self, the more that we'll learn about who we are and what we need in certain situations. And it's going to feel uncomfortable while you're learning that. And you're always going to be learning. We're always going to be learning. And when we're in the phase of not knowing as much as we would like, it's going to feel uncomfortable and like we should give up then and there. But that's not true. We're supposed to keep showing up. We're supposed to keep examining What's going wrong, identifying the gaps and the challenges, and then addressing them. I've been talking to a lot of people who have had this beautiful plan for where they're supposed to end up, myself included. And I'm hearing, you know, I just want to get my life together because I set these goals and I fail or I don't follow through. And I get mad at myself because I feel the same way. I feel as if. I have these visions and dreams and I get excited. And then when the passion fizzles out, I give up. When it doesn't look cute anymore or when the end goal no longer looks as realistic as it looked when that dream first came to us, we're ready to give up. And that's when we're supposed to keep showing up. It could be that for five years, you keep showing up and you don't feel like Anything is happening, like anything is working in your favor. You don't feel like what you're doing is making a dent in how far you're going. You don't feel like what you're doing really is as as, as valuable as you imagined. But what we don't understand either is there are things happening that we may not be able to see or understand And every day that we're working, going to that same job that we're sick of, contemplating those relationships that we're not sure about, thinking about our next steps, just working and working. All of those conversations that you're having with a loved one trying to fix things, even when it feels like things aren't being fixed. All of those moments that you've sat meditating and patiently waiting for an answer to come to you. They're doing something. While you're working and focusing on obtaining that that dream or that goal, things are happening. The world doesn't stop when we stop. Time doesn't stop when we stop. It keeps going. And when we continue to show up, it means something. We're utilizing our time in special ways and people see that. Our dreams, they feel it. And our dreams feel it because we're just getting so much closer. But there are things that we have to get through to help us prepare for when we do reach that goal. We have to build character. We have to learn more about ourselves and self-reflect on things that we could work on. Something that my mom reminded me of when I was really discouraged in that course that I mentioned earlier was look at how you got to where you're at. You almost flunked out of high school, basically, and then you went to undergrad and you worked hard. You kept showing up. Then you studied for the GRE, the graduate school admissions exam. And you didn't do very well, but you kept showing up. And look at it. You got into the program and now you're complaining. But she also reminded me that would I have this grit had I not gone through what I went through? Would I have the ability to persevere had I not gone through all of the things that I had gone through? There were so many Ways in which I failed. There were so many ways in which I had been embarrassed because my answers were always wrong. But then it helped me become comfortable with that so that when I was entering a new space that was uncomfortable and I did not have all of the answers, I knew what to do. I knew to keep showing up because I also knew that by walking away and just going back to where I was, I would have every single regret in the world. So I think about continuously showing up as muscle memory. The more you do it, the more you see the value in it and the more that you grow from it. I get it. It's really easy to give in to our insecurities. It's really easy to question if we're on the right path or what we're what we're worth. Because things aren't turning out the way that we want them to. And it's easy to stop showing up for yourself. Because when I say keep showing up, I mean that we should keep showing up for ourselves in all aspects of our lives. Okay, so you haven't been giving yourself the love that you deserve. That's not the end-all be-all. Because... Every second, not just a new day, but every new second is an opportunity to make a new decision and to grow in certain ways. One thing that I have learned while trying to lead a healthier lifestyle is once I would get off track, I would think, well, I'm off track, so I might as well just keep staying off track. Or I might as well just go eat those donuts because I already got off. But in the grand scheme of things, if I look at, I've been putting in work and I've been eating fairly healthy, pretty healthy, and it's just these past two weeks where I slipped up. In the grand scheme of things, I've been doing better for longer than I have slipped up. And it takes nothing except for some willpower and discipline and commitment to showing up for yourself to get back on that track and when I get off the track it there's it doesn't mean that I'm supposed to be judging myself we shouldn't be judging ourselves for the mistakes that we make but when you think about how can I keep showing up for myself in my circumstances think about ways in which people that care about you have shown up for you in different ways and they may not have always been perfect at it But they keep trying until they learn, because they love you enough to keep trying. They love you enough to keep tending to that relationship, and that's what we should be doing for ourselves. People who love us generally just want the best for us, so even if their delivery is a little poor, they're going to give us feedback that encourages us to get back on track. That encourages us to stay the course. And that's what we should do for ourselves. There's a little sweet baby boy that I watch a lot. And I started with him, I think the first time I watched him, he was one and a half or two weeks old. And he was just so beautiful and fragile and tiny. And the more he grows, the more I have to learn who he is. Because there are some days where he is crying. And when I first started working with him, or as he would grow and develop certain ways to communicate, like he he'll make a fist when he's hungry. I didn't know that at first. So I'm stressed out because he's crying. He just ate. So according to my schedule that I have written out, he should not be hungry for another hour and a half. He has a clean diaper. So I'm like, what is going on? I don't know what's going on. And then he was making a fist. So I decided to warm up a bottle and feed him. And lo and behold, the baby boy was just hungry. But it didn't make sense to me because I'm like, he just ate. I don't understand. He just ate. So I'm talking to my sister and she told me, babies are unpredictable and you can't always get it right. But the more that you sit with them and pay attention and just keep showing up, the more you'll learn. Now, I can even predict when he's going to be hungry. I can feel it in my gut if I think that he probably is not going to last that whole, that full two hours. Now, when he's sleepy, I know exactly what works in putting him to sleep. Because, you know, I learned different methods just by constantly helping him fall asleep. And when I was first working with him, getting him to sleep was a little harder because I didn't always know when he was tired. I didn't know that he didn't like when I just sat down. I didn't know that he liked movement or liked when I swayed. But because I am continuously building this relationship with him, I know this stuff. But I also know that the older he gets, the more his preferences will change and so it keeps me on my toes but it keeps me constantly being committed to showing up. And even outside of working with him, I have an app that will tell me about the developmental stages they're at based on their age. And that will even help help me be aware of what could be happening. He could be experiencing sleep regression. He could want to cluster feed. So they can't tell me exactly when it will happen because everyone's different and every situation is different, but I know things to look out for. So this shows me that by showing up for this sweet baby boy and just getting to know him and building that relationship with him and not just giving him when he cries of like, well, I don't know what's wrong with him. So I'm just going to sit here because I can't afford to do that. He has needs and he does not know how to communicate them. And so I think about this sweet baby, just like I think about our dreams and our visions. is We can't afford to just give up because we have to tend to them. And the more that we tend to them, the more that we give ourselves what we need, the more that we're able to develop tools that will help us navigate tricky situations that make no sense. So how can we show up for ourselves? What does that mean? That means that we do it. We just do it. Instead of waiting for the right moment or waiting for the right opportunity or waiting for the circumstances to be perfect or waiting for ourselves to just have all of the answers or have all of the knowledge needed, we show up and move when we're meant to move. We don't let our fear or insecurities hold us back. And then I would say giving ourselves space and grace. Space to not have it all figured out or not be perfect. Grace when we fail. Grace when it doesn't make sense. Grace when we want to walk away. Grace when we don't end up where we thought we would within a certain time frame. That is so important because the more that we talk down on ourselves, the harder it is to keep showing up. The harder it is to keep pushing because I know that the journey is tiring. It's really tiring. And we may not always have the support that we need. We may not always feel as if we have the resources that we need. So it can be very hard. So the last thing that we need is negative self-talk. And listen, you may doubt that this dream was ever really meant for you. You may question whether you heard the right thing or whether you saw the right vision. You may think I might have misinterpreted this because this journey is not what it was supposed to be. This journey is not, you know, I I am not where I envisioned myself. But you have to remember why you started. And even if you haven't started working towards that dream, why were you so passionate about that? Think about the circumstances in which you birthed that dream. What did it feel like when you had when you first had that dream? What did it feel like when you envisioned yourself obtaining that goal? What? did it sound like? How did you feel? Did you feel energized? Did you feel a rush of adrenaline? What were the benefits that you expected to come from obtaining that goal? Because nine times out of 10, those moments and those feelings and those values, they still exist. It's just that life and the things that we're going through may dilute them a little bit. Just like if you're in a relationship and it's not going in the way that you imagined, but you know that you really care about them and you love them and you want to be with them forever, maybe. Those dull moments don't mean end the relationship. They usually mean you just have to tend to it. Some of the best advice that a lot of couples have given me is every day you have to be willing to get to know the person that you're with because we all change and we change so much it's not a bad thing but we grow our interests may change what we're passionate may change and when you're in a relationship if you're assuming that that person is going to stay the exact same and that your relationship's journey is going to be the exact same, the exact same way it was when you first started dating them, then you're going to have a tough time in your relationship and you're going to be limiting your relationship, yourself and your partner. And that's so powerful to me because it is easy for me to want to walk away from something when it gets harder, when it no longer makes sense. But I've learned that the relationships we're in, they're all about the choices that we make. Are we choosing to tend to that relationship? Are we choosing to work through it? Are we choosing to have an open mind instead of limiting and setting unhealthy boundaries or limits on where we can go? Or how we can grow. And that's how dreams are. The more that we stop showing up and the more that we just limit the way in which we can obtain that goal, the more we're limiting ourselves. And we're trying to force our dreams and our visions to fit into a mold that may not be the right mold. Because the more that we keep showing up, the more that we learn new methods. The more that we keep showing up is the way that we're able to learn what may work on this journey and what may not work. But by giving up because of the fear of failing or the fear of getting hurt or the fear of looking stupid, then we close ourselves off from so many opportunities of growth, relationship building, community building. Every single part of our journey is important. So it's not stuff that we should be ashamed of, but it's stuff that we should embrace because that's our story. That's who we are. That's what made us who we are. And that is, and that is what helped shape us in so many special ways. It helps shape our perspectives. Just like we can learn from other people's journeys and we're able to learn from, some of the ways in which they were able to fail forward, people are able to learn from us. So being vulnerable and transparent and open and willing to show up for yourself is inspiring to the rest of the world. You may feel as if you're invisible and your story does not matter and it has no merit, but that is so far from true. There have been so many instances where I have learned from a stranger. I have learned from someone who was willing to be transparent and just share a piece of information or a piece of their journey with me. Every day, I am so inspired by things that my friends and family members share with me. And to a lot of them, they think that they're just sharing something that makes no sense and, you know, that has no meaning behind it. But it means a lot to me and it helps me keep going. And when we're in community, by sharing and by being open, that's how we encourage people and we show up for not only ourselves, but we're showing up for others. So I want you to think about what showing up for yourself means to you and how you can start doing that. You are so much bigger than your fears and your failures and your mistakes and failing forward is actually more meaningful than having all of the answers because that's how you grow and how you learn. So what's stopping you? What fears are preventing you from going for it? Because you deserve to achieve every dream that you dream. You deserve to grow and heal and be exactly who you You envisioned yourself to be. And just because it's not happening at the pace that you want it to or within the time frame that you want it to happen, that doesn't mean that you should stop. That means that you should keep showing up because you may not understand the impact or the value that continuously showing up has for you, but it means so much more than you could ever imagine. And that's also what's going to help you when you get to where you want to be, because when you get to where you want to be and you achieve that dream, there's going to be a new set of challenges and it's going to push you to utilize the lessons that you gained from those dull moments, the moments where you didn't feel as passionate anymore, when you didn't feel that adrenaline rush every time you thought about your dream. So just because you're beginning to feel like your dream is fading out doesn't mean that it really is. And take it easy. Just take it a little slower. If it's feeling overwhelming, that's okay. You don't have to accomplish everything in one night or one week or one month or even a year. But sometimes it's good when we set short-term goals to help us work towards that long-term goal. When I'm on my runs and I'm getting tired and my body is telling me that I can't take another step, even though I'm taking another step, when my mind is telling me I should just stop now because I'm not going to be able to go any further and I just might die if I keep, if I keep running, when I do keep running, it's so interesting because once I push past that feeling, I feel a rush of adrenaline. And I feel that excitement and I see and imagine all of the amazing things that's going to come from this one run and pushing through, even though I wanted to quit. But that beautiful feeling does not just come from envisioning myself and what my best self looks like and how running helped me get there. But sometimes what I literally have to do is, okay, B, just make it to the mailbox. Make it to that mailbox that's 500 feet away from you. And then I make it to the mailbox and I'm like, okay, all right, make it to the light pole. Just keep going. And then by the time I'm done setting these little milestones, I find myself at the finish line and I'm still tired, but I made it. I didn't quit because I saw that right now in this moment, thinking about getting back home on this run is a little too exhausting. So I have to give myself time and energy to set other goals so that it's like it's like low-hanging fruit because when I made it to the mailbox, I felt good. And I was like, see, I felt like I couldn't run another step, but I made it 500 feet from where I was when I was ready to quit. And then by the time I get to the finish line, I think about, huh, by not rushing and just setting these small milestones, I was able to get to where I wanted to get. And I was able to achieve my goal. And now when I run a little further on my runs, it's a little easier for me to shut the I can't voice in my head down. And it's a little easier for me to, work towards that finish line because I know, okay, this is what you do when you're tired. When you're tired and you're out of breath, you start thinking about why you should have stayed in bed. You start thinking about how you can't do it. Your mind starts telling you that you can't run even further. But then I think, okay, I'm running further right now. I'm literally running another step. So that means that doesn't mean I can't. That just means that I'm not used to pushing my body in this way. And by pushing my body and by going and running as far as I've never ran before, I learn more about what my body can do. And then I feel more encouraged to take on more and to run a little further and to push myself a little harder. So that's something to think about. What does continuously showing up for yourself mean to you and how can you do that? And then if you have some free time, think about what areas in my life am I afraid to show up for myself? What areas of my life do I feel like a failure? And is it really that I'm a failure? Or does my journey just look a little differently and I'm ashamed of that? Don't let shame blind you from seeing your value and your hard work. Don't let shame blind you from understanding or being able to pull the lessons that you're gaining from your journey. And it's not going to be easy. I'm not saying that this is going to make things easier and that showing up is not going to feel like a waste of time sometimes, but I promise you it's not a waste of time. I promise you you're doing so well. You finished the program. Keep going. You got the job and now you're ready for a promotion and they keep telling you no. That's okay. Keep going. Keep working. And the more that you keep showing up, the more that those opportunities will keep coming your way. And when they're ready to come your way, you'll be ready to receive it. You'll be in a position where you can understand how to navigate the new challenges that are going to come with that new season of your life. And if you're tired, pace yourself. One of my friends is studying for their exam, their entry exam uh, for grad school, and they talk about, man, I am tired and I am not doing well. It's just too much. I don't know that this program is for me. And something that came to mind was keep showing up. And in that way, she can keep showing up by setting short-term goals and acknowledging those wins. So if you were able to sit down and study that's a win because that meant that you showed up for yourself because you may have been tired and you did not want to study and you're tired and you're over it and you don't have any confidence in the process and yourself anymore. You're fed up, but you still sat down to study because you still believe in that dream. Even if your body and your mind are telling you otherwise, you still had enough faith in yourself and in your dream to understand that you're just tired You're mentally and emotionally exhausted, but you're capable and that exhaustion will not have its say in your life. So I have two quotes for you today. The first one that I read um, that stuck with me is 80% of success is showing up because Showing up really is half the battle. And then the second quote, which could also, I guess, be considered the song of the week. It comes from the Black National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing. And it's one of my favorite lyrics that I remember whenever I am going through a hard time or I have reached such a beautiful goal. And it's, we have come over a way that with tears has been watered. And that's just the acknowledgement that the journey was hard and it was not beautiful and it was not easy. But we're here. Look at like look at where we are. And that is so beautiful to me because I think about the time in which in which it was written. The uh, this song was written by James Weldon Johnson. And I think it's just so powerful that he wrote this because Johnson was born in 1871, so he was not born into a life of luxury or with a silver spoon. Yet, he understood and talked about the ways in which they were able to keep showing up. So that's all that I have for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And keep me updated on how things are going, what your journey is looking like. You can also contact me by emailing info at brandyfm.com. I look forward to hearing about how your journey is going.